wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host today, and thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for the whole hour, because we have an interesting program today, and we have a wonderful offer for you, and I'm inviting you to be part of the program, like usual. You know, come along with us, send a text message to 04888 and we'll be very happy to hear from you a thought, a question, maybe some comments in regard to the topic which we are going to look at today. Now, for the whole uh, week, we looked under these um, contentious uh, issues for believers, uh, the Bible and the rise of cults. Now, we already address uh, questions like, uh, what is a cult and how I identify a cult? Why do people join cults? And why are charismatic leaders so successful? The other day, um, our good friend Fabiano and uh, Ricardo, they talked about does God want believers to withdraw from society? That was an interesting program. I just uh, listened today was while I was driving to a Bible study. And um, I really enjoy the program. And my dear friend, if you miss some of these programs, you know that you can listen back. Either you go to faithfm.com.au or uh, if you don't have our Faith FM Australia app, I'm inviting you to just go into your uh, uh, Play Store there and download Faith FM Australia app because we have wonderful uh, programs there, you know, and you can listen back anytime. And even if you are in an area where you don't have a very good reception, you you will be very happy actually to listen to us through uh, through the app. You just need to have uh, internet uh, connection there. It's good to have uh, with us today in the studio here our uh, co-host uh, Tracy Papandreou. Good to have you, Tracy. Hi, Nick. Don't the doesn't the week just fly by so oh, quickly? Here I am quick. again. Hi to l- the listeners as well. And for me, the last uh, couple of these few weeks actually went yeah very Extra fast, fast. <laughs> very fast. And uh, but look, it's great. I mean, uh, we try to make the most of uh, time we we have, and even better when we can um, put aside, you know, from our busy schedules to talk about God, mm. to talk about uh, uh, life, you know, and how we live life. Do we live life just uh, a hectic, uh, you know, busy life, or we live life with a purpose? And that's um, our, um, you know. Um, Intention through these uh, broadcasts, uh, mm. uh, Tracy, to uh, bring to the attention of many people that uh, it's something there much better than just, uh, you know, uh, the rat to, race. Yeah, to wake up in the morning, you know, and go through the day and go to sleep again and wake up again and so on and so forth. Now, there is a wonderful plan which God has for us all to rescue us from this, uh, um, you know, I I don't want to say unhappy life, but for many people it's very unhappy. You it's know, it's a struggle for many struggle, people. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. a it's um it can be quite difficult. Yeah, 
And uh, but Tracy, today we have a question which we we'll love to address, and that sounds like, um, what does the biblical church look like? And we want to look into the Bible to learn a few things. You know what God tells us about church, because many people these days they said, "Oh, I don't want to be part of a church. I don't want to belong to an organization. I don't want to be this and that." But does have does God? having plan to have a people, to have a church. And we're going to look into the Bible to, to learn a few things. My dear friends, stay tuned because you may want to share with us some of your uh, thoughts, you know, in regard to this. Uh, do we need to belong to a church or uh, or not? But yeah, that's the um, the question which uh, we'll like to address today. Now, I'm not sure if I have David uh, connected, but I will try to see if David hears us or not. Hey, David, are you there? Yes, Nick and Tracy, great to be with you. Oh, that's wonderful, uh, David. Um, It's good to to have you again over the phone. But, you know, that's how uh, life is, uh, David, as we just said, a bit very busy, you know, (laughs) very busy, try to make the most of it. And you are a lot on the road, uh, you know, traveling from appointments to appointments, you know, places to places. And uh, David Lima, it's uh, the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia, Northern Territory. And it's always a pleasure to have him on Friday for a short time and uh, some Fridays for the full hour. Uh, it all depends, but uh, yeah, today we'll um, we'll have David with us uh, over the phone, and uh, good to have you, David. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Nick. I'm with you just for another twenty minutes or so. Mm, mm, no, that's okay. Look, uh, David, we're going straight into the um, the topic. You know, uh, probably you heard us uh, as we were talking yes. here with uh, Tracy, and um, yeah, what's your um, uh, you know? Uh, view, let's say, on this regard, you know, what does the biblical church look like? What, what do you think? You yes. Know? yes, well, in, in short answer, the, the biblical church is what the churches look like or what the church looked like when we read the Bible. So we read the New Testament, we read uh, Paul's letters especially to various churches, and we see both a glorious church and a very a uh, very messy church, so glorious in that the church belongs to Christ. He is the head of the church. We are the body. He has redeemed his people by his blood shed on the cross. And as he died and rose from the dead, salvation has been won for the church. So there's a glorious aspect to this whole question. But then we see uh, the rubber hitting the road, so to speak, and we see the mess because anything to do with human beings is always messy. And uh, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak, etc. And unfortunately, we see a, a lot of messiness in that early church situation. Mm. For example, the, the church in Galatia, Paul writes to them and says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And then writing to the Corinthians, he says, your meetings do more harm than good. Mm. And uh, in Revelation, the seven churches there, five are in trouble with the Lord because they need to repent. So... There's both a, a glorious aspect to our understanding of the biblical church and a very messy one. So anyone that thinks that they don't want to go to church because it's too messy, well, uh, we can cope with a bit more mess if you'd like to join us because we have a glorious future uh, when, the, when the father will introduce the bride to his son and uh, you can't get much more glorious than that. 
That's that's so true, David, and I like how you you put it. You know, uh, we are on this earth, all of us. You know, affected by uh, that thing called sin. You know, but in the church, you know, I like this uh, when people uh, talk about that the church is like the hospital. You know, what will the hospital be of any use if there will be no sick people? <laughs> you know, Correct. that's why the hospitals exist. And church is the same because Jesus said, I came not for the righteous, uh, you know, but for the sinful, uh, you know, to redeem yeah. from this world. But David, if I could ask um, a question, I talked to Tracy just a little bit, or I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, that why then people are so, um, how to say, reserved to join a church or to be part of a church. And more and more I heard people saying, look, I believe in God, but um, I don't want to belong to any groups or any church. And what's that? Why is that happening these days? Well, people are put off by the church, unfortunately, in some situations, because they see the mistakes we've made. And the media makes much of any Christian leader who goes off the rails. This does happen, but mm. there's so much good that's going in our churches. It's most unfair when people only look at a few negative, uh, isolated situations. They need to look at the whole picture, and the whole picture is one which appreciates the perspective of Jesus Christ with regard to the church. How does he view the church? Mm. Now, those seven churches in Revelation, even though five were in trouble, uh, he was still, through his Holy Spirit, striving with them to help them to repent and to turn away from error. And so if Christ himself does not give up on those churches, uh, then who are we to give up? Uh, Mm. Do we think we're somehow better than Jesus? No. So we need to recognize that the church belongs to Jesus and he purchased it with his blood. That's how much he loves humanity. And if he was prepared to shed his own blood and give his life for his church, then who are we to stand back and throw stones and say, oh, well, uh, it's too hypocritical, we'll have nothing to do with it. No, we need to put on the mind of Christ, as the Scriptures encourage us, Mm. and to see the Church in its glory. Uh, And in fact, this is the the key to all human relationships. It's not just the Church. Uh, Every husband has got to look at his wife and see the bride of Christ there. Every woman's got to look at her husband and see Jesus as divine husband. And every parent has got to look at their children and think about God's own fathering of humanity. And okay, it's very messy, it's very difficult, it's very challenging, but we're looking beyond the flesh. We're taking on those spiritual, um, that spiritual mindset, uh, putting on Christ, it says. So when, when we're to put on Christ, we're to, we're to see things as he sees them, uh, which relates much more to the potential of others, including the church, than the reality, which is um, veiled from us such that we see the mess instead of the glory. We need to look for the glory. Mm, mm, That's right. And also, you know, I want to just say this, that probably so many people who don't want to go to church, they, they may have, they may use as an excuse, you know, that in the, in those churches there are people like hypocritical uh, people or other things, you know. Uh, but they they just it's a good excuse, you know, not to go, not to belong, and not to be responsible because you know how the church is. It's like a family, like the body of Christ, which each one is called to play its part, you know. And it's much yes, easy to yes. stay from outside, you know, and uh, say that you yeah you following God. But actually, in the Bible. 
it says that not to um, not to how it's called I can't think of the word right now not to have this um, custom of not to go to church I I, I lost the um, uh, that passage in the Bible but probably we'll yes. come a bit later yes. on to that one not and we'll forsaking talk. the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. Thank I you so much, Tracy, what, yeah, for rescuing. Hebrews. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's mm. the passage in, in Hebrew, you know. It's it a, is in it's, Hebrews, yes. It's an invitation, you know, uh, to consider that, hey, don't just uh, be slack. Don't just uh, uh, think that if you are uh, staying home and uh, or do other things, enjoy uh, going for hiking or do other things, because God wants us to be part of uh, this unity, if you like, uh, early church, you know, yes. the, the disciples, they, they ate together, they praised God together, they prayed together, they, and daily, it says in the Bible. That's very interesting. Yes. And we cannot, uh, um, you know, cope with the day a week to go to church. And even when we go to <laughs> church, you know, it's very quick, you know, one hour, two hours, and that's it, gone. <laughs> yeah. All yes, right. that's right. Now, uh, people who, who throw stones at the church, are, are they less hypocritical? Surely they can't consider themselves to be better than the rest of the church. We're all sinners in need of salvation, and we're all on a pilgrimage and on a journey. Now, it might be worth asking ourselves this question if we're not going to church. Why are we not going to church? Well, the answer might come, well, why should I? Well, that's very simple. If you don't go to church, you will die. Mm. And the, and the, re- the reason I say that is because we cannot be cut off from Christ and from his body any more than we can think that a branch of a tree can exist somehow without being connected to the trunk and the roots. So um, I, I love to use that phrase. It's a bit of a uh, jaw-dropping phrase. If you don't go to church, you'll die. Yeah, that's but a good analo- analogy, is, David, it, yes. It, it is true. It mm. is true. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so, so true. So come, come to church and receive life. <laughs> Amen for that. And by the way, you know, we don't want to look like, you know, harsh on this, you know, or judgmental saying that those people who don't go to church, they are bad people or uh, whatever. People can have issues, can have uh, uh Motives. They can. And, they can, but and we've all we've all got to learn to, to stop making excuses though because yeah. uh, we're talking about the life giving relationship of the organic body of Christ. And uh, the, we can't afford the luxury of saying, Oh, I don't think I'll bother to turn up mm. because we must belong and uh, in scripture it says the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Mm. So it'd be wrong for any of our listeners to say, Oh, I don't need the church. Uh, but the church is, is the life-giving vessel of God on earth, and uh, it's the body of Christ. So let's not despise it. Let's get over our difficulties. And I know that some some of the listeners may have had bad experiences with church, or we've all had that, but we mustn't let that get in the way because as we put on Christ, we see his perspective, and he loves his bride, and his bride is being beautifully prepared. And if Christ is beautifully preparing his bride, then how can we not be part of that great scheme? Uh, we need to be part of the build, the rebuild and the reform and the blessing of God's people rather than uh, somehow isolating ourselves and cutting ourselves off from his body and from him as head. Yes, indeed. indeed. Thank you so much, uh, David. We, right, we, we, we may take a short break uh, here and um, just... Um, 
probably give now the offer which we have but thank you David for sharing with us if you thank want you. to stay thank online you, for a little bit longer you can but I know you you need to move on maybe I and do. we'll fine. yes we'll um, catch up with you next time hopefully okay god bless you thanks thank you Nick. thank you Tracy this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio and my dear friend listening uh, today I like to bring this um um book which we have prepared for you to your attention you know we we were talking about issues things going on in this world the difficulties and this is a wonderful book and time living essential truths for travel times by mark finley the past is still with us all of us live with the consequences of choices we made back then i mean you know maybe the other day or who knows when in the past what choice choices are you making today? How do you want to live your life in the future? You see, this book will help you to uh, maybe to search, you know, uh, even your own life, you know, look into inside into your life and uh, find some answers. Uh, please uh, request this book. You need to send us a text message with the code SA77 to the number 04888. Eight zero eight double one. Again, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And the code which you need to send us is SA seventy seven. Don't write any other words. You know, just the code SA stands for South Australia seven seven. All right. Well, uh, Tracy, I think uh, we'll uh, move into looking into the Bible a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important to understand what the biblical uh, church uh, should look like. Um, this is so important. A church's, a church's influence on you can either help or draw you closer um, to Christ, uh, draw closer to Christ or away from Christ. But what are we talking about when we say the biblical church mm. so let's look at what church actually means so the actual the, the word uh, church appears in uh, Matthew 16:18 and and church in the new testament is actually the word ecclesia mm. um and that actually means an assembling of people and it's interesting that one of the definitions is a calling out so it's almost like you know people coming away a little bit from from others if if you like there's a distinction mm. if you like um I like to quote um, uh, Christ's words in Matthew there, Matthew sixteen eighteen, And he said to Peter, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So what I want to um, bring out there is that the church was Christ's plan. Mm. So... Uh, or, you know, people can say, well, hang on, maybe the execution as it's being performed these days is, is not so much like that, uh, that, that Christ had planned. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree with David. We need to look back to the early church and, and how they were doing things, um, to kind of perhaps get back on track, you know, where there are things that maybe there are places that maybe churches have got. Off, off track, right? You know, and 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 how can we know if we're on track or off track? Well, we again we checking come back with the to, Bible. 
Yeah, again, we come back to Christ. You know, the, the, the church as defined by Scripture has Christ at the center. Um, the church refers to, in Scripture, refers to the family of believers in Christ. Yes. You know, so like-minded people who've come out, if you like, from the world, they're, they've, they're, di- they're distinguishing themselves from, from others, um, but Christ is actually at the center. Um, it's a community of believers who confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, because actually these days, there's lots of things that are being called church. Mm, mm. You know, if you just say, okay, it's assembly of people, it can actually be used in many different contexts. So we need to be clear that what we're talking about is those groups of people who are following the scriptures as Christ taught uh, and that Christ is at the centre and he's seen as the saviour. Right, right. So the biblical church, by its very nature, must have doctrines that centre around Christ and his teaching because uh, too often, you know, we can start a church or start a group and uh, we can um, put things in place which we think they are more important, you know, particularly in the in that culture we live, in the history, in time. But I, I don't think so, Jesus, even though you may need to adapt certain things, but the the blueprint, to say so, it must look like what Jesus' intention was with the early church. Because if we do not have the Bible as the standard, mm. we know that society, by its very nature, is much more accepting of questionable things these days than years ago. All you have to think about is the scenes that you see on television these days compared to, you know, what's acceptable to be to be shown um, compared to what was acceptable years ago. I find it's really interesting to actually pull out an old movie these days and mm, put it on mm. because you can watch an old movie without having to worry about, you know, overly graphic sex scenes yeah, and all of that kind yeah. of kind of thing, you know. All so, the rating, you know, for different age and so on. Yeah, yeah. so, so you know, I, I just come back to the fact that we need a standard and if the church is not se- holding up scriptures as the standard, um, and and that being its 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 principal foundation for any decisions that are made, then that church has very much is exposed to going going off tracks. Christ saw the scriptures um, as the authority, even though. If at that stage it was only the Old Testament, I, I like to think about this is this is how I see how Christ very much you know viewed us knowing the scriptures well as 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 really important. So um, in uh, Luke ten there is the parable of the Good Samaritan, and in part of that there's a lawyer he asked Jesus, and he's actually asking him just to test him, <laughs> but he says, uh, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit life? And in Luke ten twenty six, Jesus says to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? Mm. So therefore, Jesus upheld scripture. You know, he knew that this is important that people know what scripture says to guide their life 
well. Very good point. So, so you know, that's if, if anybody kind of wants to say, mm, is it really that important? Well, Christ thought it was, yeah. you know. So, um, And the church should adhere to God's word because it's the word that actually is what changes us through the Holy Spirit. John seventeen seventeen says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Mm, wonderful. Uh, how important um, is to belong to a church, Tracy? Because uh, now I know that you were not always going to church on a regular basis, you know, uh, before. But mm. uh, in the recent times, I think you you are uh, yeah, I'm committed a regular to church regular churchgoer. Yes. Yeah. Because I know that's what the Bible tells me to do. So I know it's important. I've always believed in, in God since I was a little girl, mm-hmm. but there's always a difference, I say, between head knowledge and believing in God and being born again. But that's a journey. Or practicing, yeah, a, a practicing Christian, let's say, or a follower well, of Well, I think Christ. when you become born again, that then, you know, that's part of wanting to practice those things, you mm. know. It, it, I very much believe that all of that has to happen from the inside inside out rather than I'll just you know do the things that I'm supposed to do because as far as I understand this is what a, a, a good Christian person does but you know you're kind of working against your flesh where when that born again thing happens inside you just want to more and more um, please God and 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 when you read and you see what what um, instructions are given You want to more and more do those things. And even things that don't come naturally, you're wanting to pray, God, please, I know this is what you want from me. This doesn't come naturally. This is hard for me. Please help me to learn and to take this on board and to do it with the right attitude. Interesting. I just want to um, to just make a, a little parallel there uh, with um, being born again because As a Christian, as you just said, uh, many people, uh, they are Christians because of background mm. and some they, um, they come across, you know, the invitation of God and they decided to follow God. And then is that experience of being born again. Now, what good is for, um, uh, for a Christian to be born again and be stagnant at that point. You know, you, you are born again to grow, you know, to the maturity of a Christian, like a baby, you know. Uh, and is, it is a journey. It's it a journey. really is a journey. It's a journey. And, yeah. and not always uh, when we join a church or other people, the family of God, not always everything goes as we think is right or as we see. You know, it's a variety of people, but the, mo- the most important thing is to each one of us to work as a family and to to check ourselves with the Bible, with uh, um, it is written, because that will be a good guidance rather than just to play church as we think is right. Yeah, and, um, you know, we all have our own biases, um, uh, you know, and um, this may sound unkind, but I do know people, and maybe I've done it myself and I'm blind to myself mm, as well, mm. um, who kind of, you know, do almost do acrobatics to try and make uh, a scripture fit the way they want to live their mm, life mm. rather than go, well, actually, no, I'm actually not living up to that and I need God to help me to live up to that. Rather, there is this attitude, you know, well, does it really make, you know, actually, no, I am following that just in yeah. my way. And you have perspective of other people when you're in a, in a church, you know, and, and actually 
you know, the, the, the Bible calls us to actually look out for our brother. Now, that is not about, you know, me standing there pointing mm. the finger at you saying, hey, you're doing the wrong thing. But it's about loving our, our Christian brothers to the, to the point where, you know, if we think that, you know, they are a little bit blinded and can't see that they've kind of, you know, they're, they're a bit off track in their interpretation of, of that, then we can, with love, question and say well you know yeah. do you do you really think that's right i think i think we are responsible for that god uh, god himself he had in plan in plan this even though the first uh, you know the brothers you know uh, uh, cain and abel you may remember that story that uh, when uh, cain killed his brother and god says where is your brother he says i'm the keeper of my brother God intended, yes, to care about each other, yes. to know what's going on. Yes. And as you pointed out, uh, we are not here to point fingers in terms of uh, just judging people, or, but we are here to share uh, and to grow together. And you know what? I believe it's very mature to accept yes. that sometimes you can be wrong. Yes. And then you can may have a different view and may not be the Correct one. Yes. I, I believe this is very mature. This is not a weakness. Yes, yes. But we've all got to get to that place, don't we? You know, and, and the one thing that um, is really important to me, and I have actually quoted this to people close to me who who have left um, church, and they say, oh, you know, we, we just, you know, worship on our own. We have a lovely Sabbath day on our own. And, and I come back to, but God's instruction is, is that you are to assemble together to be with a community and I'll just quote in full that hit with that that scripture that we that we made reference to earlier with David so in Hebrews 10:24 to 25 it says and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works so that's the purpose mm. of one of the purposes of church not for, forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some so even in the in the past yeah, there, there was yeah, but ex- exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And that last bit, I read that, is that times will get harder mm. closer to the return of Christ and we will need our church family more and more. And I like that word, exhort each other, you know, mm. rather than uh, just go there and and wrap the shoulders and turn, uh, you know, uh, your face around because you cannot go along with yes. your brother, you know. Yes. But he actually is to care about each other, to lift up, you know, uh, yes. each other and uh, come on, uh, we can do it or you can do it and things like that. Yeah, and about a year ago, I had a little bit of, um, you know, a revelation of my own about church too because, you know, sometimes you find that people leave churches, often you find people leave churches because they have, a disagreement with somebody or something like that. And, you know, we all say that we have to focus on Jesus, not the others who are on their journey as well. But I sometimes think that God calls us together in church as well because he knows that we will have these trials in, you know, just working together with each other. And sometimes I believe that these little trials and misunderstandings and things, these are opportunities for us to grow. These are um, um, opportunities for us to um, not 
uh, operate in the flesh but learn more and more to operate in the spirit. And how do we know if we're growing unless, you know, we have those little difficulties and we have the opportunities to make the right choice rather than, yeah. you know, react in our, in our flesh as, as, as is often, as is a natural way to do. There's lots of benefits of, of being in a church. You know, you can encourage others in their spiritual journey and the church community and organization enables a more effective sharing of the gospel as well. So. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, we are going to take a break. Um, after the break, we are going to look a little bit more. Um, how should we choose a church? Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere because we want to continue on uh, this uh, aspect. But um, right now, I want to talk a little bit more again about the offer which we have for today. The book is called End Time Living Essential Truths for Trouble Time by Mark Finley. Mark Finley is a wonderful author. You know, I mean, he wrote um, lots of books. Uh, lots of books. Yeah, very mm. prolific author. And, um, yes, he's, um, uh, just a, a little bit of synop- synopsis here. Uh, the past is still with us. All of us live with the consequences of choices we made back then. What choices are you making today? How do you want to live your life? in the future and my mark finley which is a speaker emeritus of it it is written um a wonderful uh, program if you like to watch some of those programs um, i mean there are other people running that uh, program now but yeah mark finley was uh, part of that for a long time it's a television broadcast but this book is yours my dear friend you just need to send us a text message with the code sa77 and uh, our uh, fl- friendly robot will take you through the number where you need to send a text is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And some people already requesting that uh, book. And uh, yeah, today is the last uh, chance to get this book. Please uh, don't hesitate. Uh, thanks, Judith, also for re- requesting that, and uh, have a wonderful uh, read on that uh, book. But right now, a song, and we'll be back uh, with you again. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Sometimes fear will grip my heart Just thinking what lies ahead Depression soon moves in on me Drives me to my bed Who will rescue this heart of mine And keep me from falling apart Relief always comes Shining From the keeper of my heart Keeper of my heart I will rest in you Securely cradled in your arms I can make it through Storm clouds gather
for me And the light that once seemed so bright Now I can't see Been gentle surround my soul Causing storm clouds to part Darkness soon gives way Welcome back to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. Tracy is a member of the Brighton Church uh, right here in uh, South Australia and Adelaide, uh, very passionate of sharing the good news, the gospel with as many people as possible. And that's why we have Tracy on radio. Good to have you, Tracy, with us. Thank you. We had uh, David a little bit earlier from uh, Family Voice Australia, and I always enjoy, you know, uh, having David because mm, he travels yeah. a lot, you know, uh, to different groups, and he can see the differences in churches, you know, mm. not only one denomination or the other. He goes to various, uh, you know, denominations, you know, schools, groups in general. And he always brings something interesting, yeah. doesn't he? You know, yeah. in a different perspective sometimes mm. as well that maybe, you know, is, is not top of mind. And because we today asking um, this uh, question, Tracy, what does the biblical church look like? Mm. Um, yeah, he he's able to, to pick maybe some of the things mm. going on in churches and mm. Just before the break, uh, my dear friend, if you just tune uh, in with us, we were uh, talking about uh, uh, yeah this uh, question and and looking into into the um, the Bible, few passages in the Bible. Tracy was taking us through, and uh, we talked about how important it is to belong mm. to to a church. That was Jesus' idea to mm. uh, to have a church, and um, yeah, there were a few passages there uh, we looked at. But right now, Tracy, I would like to move on. And maybe if you could share with us, uh, how should we choose a church? Mm, it's actually quite an important mm. um, thing and often not something that people actually think too, too deeply mm. about. Often mm. um, the reasons that people choose a church may simply be because that was their parents' faith. 
I got born into yes. this church, if you or like, convi- because I was born into this family. That's right, or convenience, just because it's in my neighborhood. Down the road, mm. yes, exactly. And, you know, one church, another church, does it really make any difference, some people say. Um, I, I believe that it's important that we follow the Bible mm-hmm. to find out how we should be choosing a church. Um you know, it, 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 we, we said, you know, it, it's not a wise way there's kind of just falling into a church. We need to be intentional about it. And we know in Revelation fourteen twelve, there's a passage that says, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And so... Um, uh, when you look at the the rest of um, Re- the Revelation fourteen, it's talking about end times here, and it's talking about um, these saints or believers, if you like, who they've endured until mm. the end of time, and and their reward is coming. Jesus has uh, returned, and and these people will share in in the victory prize, if you like, of being able to live with with Christ in in eternity. Um, but you, th- but yeah. in that he's actually identified two things of those people who will will be there in the end who will be victorious and it's those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. So I think we need to use those two principles um, as a basis to be able to choose a church. And, and you think that's wise, actually, to mm. take that uh, position? Be intentional, mm. yes. Mm. yes. Uh, so, uh, the true biblical uh, church, you're saying here uh, through this passage in Revelation, mm. uh, those people who attend a church or to be sure that they belong to a true church or, a, or the church which follow Jesus' uh, teachings, uh, they must keep uh, the commandments of God. That's what he says in that verse. I, yes, uh, you it read, says, yeah? here are those who keep the commandments of God. Yes, and also he says the testimony of Jesus. Believe as Jesus did, yes. Yeah, now, do you know what that means to have the testimony of Jesus? Well, the, 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 um, the version that I was reading from, and that's a New King James Version, mm-hmm. actually has the faith of Jesus. Is, but I do know there are, um, there are versions that say the testimony of Jesus, yes. And there is a, a passage, I hope I can uh, look at it uh, as we go in um, Revelation chapter 19, mm. uh, which talks about that um, the testimony of Jesus actually is the spirit of prophecy. Mm. And it's mm. very important also to identify uh, that thing, you know, to find a church which has the gift of uh, spirit of prophecy. And uh, yeah, all those things. But look, uh, um yeah, so the church must keep uh, the commandments uh, of God and believe as Jesus believed or have Absolutely. the testimony of Jesus. Absolutely. You know, um, we need to ensure that the church is teaching of following all of the commandments. And that includes one that we see has been dropped pretty much um, by the majority of the Christian churches, that is the the Sabbath, observing of the Sabbath. Um, but I do believe that from what Christ has said here, those who keep the commandments of God, you, you can't be keeping the commandments of God if you're not keeping them all. Mm. Um, but sometimes there's also a little bit of confusion um, because uh, Christ actually summarized these Ten Commandments um, even further down in Matthew twenty two thirty five to forty, I'd like to read that. Um, <clears throat> let me just see if I can find that. Yeah, um, 
It's another lawyer that's giving him a question. I wonder if it's the same lawyer who was giving him a, a more of a hard time. Anyone? Anyway, this it says, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And sometimes I think people see that, well, the Ten Commandments are not applicable anymore. Just these two, that you love God with all your heart and um, with all your soul and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And they like to interpret things and just say, well, I'm doing that. I think you need to pay attention to verse 40 there, which um finished up what Christ was saying. He said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And the law and the prophets was a way of referring to all of the scripture. So basically he's saying, I'm summarizing it for you. All of all the things I have to say, really, if you want me to filter it down to the very lowest denominator, is those two things. But he certainly wasn't saying do away with them because... You know, we know that there's a scripture that says not one jot or one mm. tittle will be taken from from the law. So it's important that that uh, the 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 church you go to um, uh, holds up the Ten Commandments, um, and we just need to be careful that we don't get drawn into an incorrect understanding of of how those two commandments operate. The the ten is actually giving further detail of the two. And the 10 is actually a, summer, a summary of even more um, of the commandments and, and the instructions that are given in the Bible. I think we also need to believe, as Jesus did, you know, about the goodness of the Father, the prophecy information according to the teachings he gave around his return to earth and the ongoing conflict between good and evil, that Satan's real and he will eventually be overcome. And I think, you know, he was very um, much about... Uh, the prophecy as well. Um, I think it's in Jeremiah where it says that um, the Lord doesn't do anything but unless he reveals it to his saints. To the prophets, yeah. So, says, yeah. Mm. so you know, we can, we can also from that know that he wants to reveal things to us as well. Yes, and you mentioned law and the prophecy. Very interesting. And I find that uh, verse in, uh, mm-hmm. in Revelation 19. Yes. Actually, I will read the whole verse to just to get the context. Mm. It says here, uh, and this uh, I felt at his feet. Yeah, it's about an angel coming and, uh, uh, you know... Um, uh, Sorry, Nick, what, what scripture yeah, is that that you're reading? Uh, Revelation, Revelation chapter 19 mm-hmm. and uh, verse... Okay, let me see. My glasses doesn't help, but it verse 10. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it says uh, here, at this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, do not... Worship. I am a fellow fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy. Mm. And I thought I would just mention this because Mm, it's important to when we look for the true church, to see that if that church also understands the prophecy 
which God is talking about. Mm. And uh, he uh, wants know, us to know one of the most amazing prophecy, mm. which I like to talk about and teach even others. Uh, and I have a Bible study going on right now about that. It's just, for example, a prophecy in Daniel chapter two, an amazing prophecy, which lay out the, the history of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the last uh, couple of thousand years mm. and more. Mm. Mm. And uh, we're living in the time of uh, some of that prophecy still going uh, yes. going on. And it's very important to understand if uh, people have that knowledge or gift of prophecy, which Jesus talks about. Yes, absolutely. But okay, let's, uh, let's move on. We haven't got much time left now. Um, what uh, behavior must uh, or might we expect to... Um, to see, um, uh, at least be striving for a biblical church. You know, you need to see what sort of behavior mm, uh, people mm. have. You know, in the church, everyone's on a journey. So, you know, we don't always get it right. But we're hoping that through, you know, the, the, the work of the Spirit, that people are growing in the Spirit and the flesh is being tamed more and more. And the guidelines which the Bible gives to us to show us what, how the, how the fellowship should be or, or how the community of fellowship should be working uh, in the church is... We should be loving one another. 1 John 4.11 talks about that. There should be fellowship. We should have a feeling of fellowship and brother, brotherly love there. And that's Hebrews 10.24-25 talks about that. There should be people encouraging one another. 1 Corinthians 14.26 refers to that. And praying for one another. Galatians 6.2 refers to that. So those are the things that we should be, we should be seeing. All right. Um, then... Um I'm just trying to see if we can uh, cover uh, everything what we have. Um, what are some of the various functions, if you could uh, summarize here, uh, of a biblical church? So some of the things that you would expect um, a biblical church to be doing would be teaching, you know, helping people to understand the scriptures, holding each other accountable. We talked about that a little earlier, but doing that from love rather than a judgment kind of perspective. Communion, coming together and, and taking communion together. Um, there should be times of prayer and praying for one another and evangelism should very much be part of, be part of that as well. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Tracy, uh, time is, is going very fast uh, and there was a bit of an echoing here with the microphone. I don't know what happened. Uh, hopefully that will work okay still. Um, but it, let's summarize just in a few words. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Bible should be at the center of, of any church's teaching. Jesus Christ should be seen as the ultimate authority, although obviously certain people will be given different roles, example, pastors and elders. Church members should be encouraged to read the Bible for themselves to ensure that they know what the Word teaches and to keep leaders accountable. You should feel that you have a voice if you see something that you don't believe is scriptural going on. After all, we're to hold each other accountable. And all church members... Um, should have a possibility of of having a say in the running of a church. You know, there should be meetings, and there should be that that um, idea of equality there. And you should feel comfortable and feel acceptance in your church. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is that the scriptures and Christ is the center cornerstone 
of that church and everything it does. So, um, so you know, those are important things. We see churches doing lots of good things, you know. Um, there's lots of churches getting involved in um, societal kind of things these days. You know, they, we see churches in having green Sundays and all of this kind of thing. Um, those are good things, but uh, we need to be sure that that the Bible and getting that bit right, getting us right, um, is 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 important, and and that that is a focus rather than we'll go out and we'll protest and all of all of that kind of thing. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, Tracy, thank you so much. My microphone it's playing out, and I don't know what's the reason. I think I will just take your microphone just to finish off. Hopefully that works a bit better. Uh, yes, my dear friend, uh, our time is coming to a close, but I like to uh, mention again the um, offer which we have for today. It's a book uh, called um, End Time Living, Essential Truths for uh, Troubled Times by Mark Finley. And you need to send us a text message with the code SA77 to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and our friendly robot will take you through ask you a few questions there and i hope uh, that you'll uh, ask for this book because it's the last uh, opportunity uh, right now for the book but also i would like to invite you to join us again next uh, time because we are going to Uh, continue on this um, uh, contentious uh, issues for believers and uh, next one will be Halloween oh I wonder what that one has to do with the Bible alright uh, our uh, sound it's a little bit uh, uh, playing with us here I don't know what's the reason but um We'll find out a bit later on. May God uh, really bless you as you you go through this uh, weekend and have a wonderful time with our Lord Jesus Christ. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens His will to make known the wicked oppressing. Now sing is from distressing. Some praises to His name. He forgets not His own. Beside us to guide us, our God with us joining.
Has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.